0: For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop. 24-7, with super-fast shipping, MidwayUSA.com.
1: Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com.
0: All right, welcome to the Fall Podcast. And today we are—my levels are stupid hot right now. Let me let me adjust these levels, and we'll try to do this again since we're so professional. So welcome to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blasey. Well, not this week. I mean, Justin's on the other line. He's also co-host, but him and I are not hosting this week. And I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. We had somebody come in and just say they're going to fucking take over our show. So I don't know what the hell to think about
1: it. What's your thoughts? I like it. I think uh, <laughs> it's kind of a different perspective. It's going to be it's going to be fun to be interviewed, I guess, and for someone to be asking us questions.
0: Yeah, a little different. And just so everybody knows, our host for this week is Keegan Zemer. Keegan's been on the podcast a couple times. I think the last time was actually when we were at Justin's house and you jumped on with Justin and I and his wife, Allie. So the sultry voice himself, Keegan Zemer, welcome back to the
1: podcast.
2: Thanks for having me back again.
1: Yeah. What's going to be your... Often confused with uh, James Earl Jones. He's going yeah. <laughs> <narrate. laughs> to... The, the VO talent. What a here. compliment. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, you might think you're watching uh, Feel the Dreams here after about <laughs> 10 minutes.
0: <laughs> uh, great movie, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, today's podcast is going to be a lot about filming. Basically, that's what it's going to be about. I mean... Keegan kind of came to me a couple days ago, and I, I'm leaving, well, when this airs, I'd already been on vacation, but um, we needed to get a podcast out, and Justin, you and I have been talking about doing a podcast f- for filming. You know, we haven't, Yeah. you know, we keep talking about it off air, but we needed to get one out and dive into more deeper, and then Keegan was like, well, I'm green, I, I, I want to learn more, so how about I come on and, and host and ask you guys a whole bunch of questions that I have. And I'm like, well, oh, yeah.
1: that's great. Let's great. do it. Great
0: idea. So, I mean, that's where we're at right now.
2: That's where we're at. I, so I guess I start asking questions.
0: Yeah, you should start asking questions because <laughs> I know you got a whole list of them. Yep. But I guess that's the way we're going to take it this week. And it, it, we're going to do a BS session, but Keegan's got some questions. I'm sure we'll stem off from that. And we're going to shoot for probably an hour, you know, if, if we can get in an hour. And then uh just see where we end up so i guess without further ado keegan the podcast is yours and this is hard for me to do this i'm sure justin but i'm handing over the reins right now i'm
2: nervous i don't like (laughs) my heart's fluttering
0: (laughs) you are all uh you're clammy right now (laughs) yeah
2: no um i would say too though that once people do hear this, this i mean i'm sure trying to keep it under an hour like you said we're gonna go yeah beyond that but send you questions because I could definitely yes. see this being where you have a part two or, yep. you know, whatever.
0: And and to further yeah. that though, Justin, you and I talked about this, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, and I don't even think we were recording. I think we we're just bullshitting on the phone, but we were talking about how, and I don't want this to sound egotistical at all, but Justin and I have been doing this for a combined like almost 14 or 15 years or something in the, I guess, quote unquote, professionally, you know, the doing industry. it, on a high, yeah, 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 like on a little higher level. So like, we've we've learned a lot. We've seen a lot. Where we kind of, we kind of got out of those growing pains, and we're not so green. So it's hard for us to think about like the new guys that are coming in, unless I'm asked yeah. that question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So yeah, you just kind of step back and yeah. So Go to ahead. all those listeners out there, to further Keegan's question send us in whatever you have. Like, literally, no question is a bad question, and we'll answer it as honestly as we can answer it. And I guess to kind of just piggyback off that, like, we just don't think about it that way. So any question you have, literally, if it's on, like, what's the best handy cam I can get, I will give you my best opinion, and mm-hmm. Justin as well. So um, it's just one of those things that we just don't think about a lot because we're, like, in our lane yeah, all the time. Yeah, are in it right yeah, now. yeah, and we think a lot about TV and, like, you know, digital also, but a li- on a little bit of a higher level, I guess you could say. So anybody out there listening, any questions, seriously, fucking hit us up. Like, whatever you want, anything. So um, with that big, long dissertation, I guess, Keegan, now you can have the reins to the
2: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you kind of led me into the first question that I had, and I think it's just to get a little background on the two of you. So I would just ask both of you separately, like, give me your journey. So you said 14 years combined experience. I guess kick it off. How did you get to where you are now? What did that progression look like?
0: Uh, So Justin, you want me to start off? I can, I'll yeah, start off. Yeah, you
1: can off. start because my answer will piggyback yours a little bit. Yeah. In and the, they're very different.
0: In, yeah. They're, Justin and I's journey are very different how we got into this. Um, I'll try to stay somewhat short with it. This is something I've been wanting to do ever since I was 16 years old. It is you know, hunting. And then once I knew I could film and do it, that's what I wanted to do. So to kind of fast forward a little bit, going into college, I knew I wanted to figure out how to run a camera and produce a hunting television show. Like digital wasn't even a thing at that point. So I went to college for it. Um, You know, I spent five years at college. I transferred colleges and it took me five years and not eight like a doctor, but you know, uh, you'll get that from those big jobs. One year was just strictly like booze. I think yeah. it was like booze and just <laughs> don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, so Freshman. yeah, yeah. Freshman year, uh, my credits were in the form of uh, how much I blew in the breathalyzer. <laughs> um, no, the new GPA. Yeah, and uh, I I went the the college route. Television and digital media productions is my degree and honestly i'm glad i did that i got i got a um i got a good start but it was nothing to what i wanted to do like my whole class like my video classes and i'm not trying to be rude or nothing but like i was the only i guess you could say quote unquote redneck like (laughs) i wouldn't even call myself a, a redneck but like country guy. Yep. Like, you going to my class? It was like guys that want to go to new stations and want to do, I did not want to do that. So when I come in with my project every week and it was all on hunting, I did every one on hunting. They were like, Oh, what, you know, you're killing animals and like doing <laughs> stuff like that. And it was kind of weird, kind of yep. weird. Um, but, uh, no, that was my route. And then I took an internship with, you know, Rusted Rooster Me- Media, Jason Brown and Chris and Casey Kiefer and the rest is history. And then I've been there ever since. So that was kind of the route I went. Um, I honestly, I learned a lot in college, but I learned about more about my field and how to use my techniques in the outdoor industry. That first year I went to Rusty Rooster. So, okay. um, it gives you a good base. I think college did. Yep. And then in, in Fair state university is a great college for television, digital media productions. It's a great college. And, uh, I just got more when I got to the job I was at, and I will say though, Ferris did open up a lot of opportunities for me to go places. Like if I wanted to go to ESPN, they place kids, students at ESPN. That's I awesome. could I could have did that as well. So good internships, yeah, real good internships. But um, so I guess I could say from this side of things, the opportunities there was a little bit more than the latter. But I guess that's what Justin can talk about now. So I'll let you take it from here, man, and your your journey.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be, to be very blunt about it, like mine, mine started when I met you in Texas. Um, I always had an interest in, in wanting to just actually take photos to start with. And, you know, hunting was obviously something that had driven me growing up and that's all I really cared about. And I mean, I'm sitting here still unemployed for three months because I've, can't wait to go to utah in august i don't want to take time off of work so i'm <laughs> i'm obviously still probably too driven by hunting but uh um after college like i went to college for wildlife science and uh, got a got a, a bachelor's of, of science in that and it's more biological based stuff so totally unrelated as far as as far as what uh, our experience is in college but um when I met you in Texas on that hunt, I was guiding. So I, I spent a few years guiding deer hunts in Texas and in New York and, um, hunting with you and Haley for that week. It was my first experience with someone actually running a camera on a hunt. And I was, I just thought it was the coolest thing. And I was like, man, it's badass!" Like, you know, and there was a little piece of me that was like, oh, you always see someone, you know, throwing a cameraman, a cool hunt. Like when they have a few extra days, like maybe someday I'll get the, get to shoot something you know some far off place like if i was a cameraman i was like all right that's a perk but my real interest was is running the camera and taking pictures and um after i met you i moved back to new york from texas and got my first dslr which was a canon 70d bought it at best buy you know just a kit from best buy and i just started taking pictures of deer and birds and just wildlife that i had available to me where i worked and um someone reached out and said you know these don't suck <laughs> and uh after after i kind of realized obviously i was someone noticed i had the eye for a good picture so i kind of took it a step further and that's when i came out to the rusted rooster production the film school um i think at that point it was probably two years after i met you and yeah, then yep. uh, just kind of started snowballing i started buying you know buy a shotgun mic here and then tripods and you know next thing you know i got lights and you know the the reflectors you know the bounce um and then i bought my first video camera like a, a camcorder and uh i got my first opportunity to film a hunt because uh the guy that it was, it was a trip to canada and the guy that was going to film had had uh, gotten a OWI or DWI or whatever they call it you know an alcohol ticket when he was in college and he couldn't get into Canada so he was like hey do you want to do this you know you can just I'll set you up with the invoicing for the show and you can just bill a day rate and it's like yeah hell yeah and went and filmed my first hunt which was a bear hunt and uh, that was kind of the I don't know the kick off the edge of the cliff (laughs) yeah yeah that was where it all kind of came to fruition and started snowballing so i guess
0: a question i have for you then how i just said i had quite a few opportunities coming out of college to go to different places did you feel like you had that or was it like you know you kind of kind of take what you can get
1: at that point i was just take whenever i can get like i was trying to do it Enough and just start getting my name circulating, you know, as a freelancer that was out for hire just to just to run a camera like I wasn't editing or anything. I was just shooting product photos, you know, hero shots with a kill and then just running camera, you know, running video on the hunt. Yeah, I was just taking whatever I could get just to just to get the job and do the work.
0: And and I will say, too, like, back when I was coming on through college, I felt like that was the path I had to take. Like, you got to go to college to get this degree, you know, to to further. Like, there was no, there was no, I mean, there probably was, but I didn't know about it. Like, okay, I can do, like, a video school, and, like, this will give me an expedited class or something to get me a job. Like, I didn't know anything about that, Mm -hmm. you know, so I felt like that was the only route but I think now in 2020, I feel like it's almost reversed, maybe, and like now it's more of you kind of got to know someone. Yep. And yeah. And I'm sure we'll get into that farther because I think you have a question about like getting into the industry, so we can get into that later or we can do it right now too. But um, like if you want to, if you want, in my opinion, if you want to go film for an outdoor television show, whether it's you know a digital show or, or for a TV show. First of all, know your stuff. You know, you don't have to know it fully. But, like, my biggest thing is, is, like, if I'm going to film anybody, I don't care who it is, I don't want that person to feel like they have to babysit me. Like, you don't want to have to ask them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like you know yep. your job. You're there to do a job. You should be able to at least do that job. Um, so know that. And then I feel like you kind of got to know some people networking, just network the shit out of yourself and get, you know, shoot as much as you can, pictures, video, whatever, and and create a demo reel. And like, and that's that's basically what demonstrates you, you know, to send to people.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's where I'm at right now. With not having a full-time job is getting back into that network. Like I, I know a lot of people, but they also knew I was kind of off the market and now I'm trying to get back into the market as a freelancer and it's like well right but between covid and everything else that's going on r- right now you know like a lot of companies aren't spending money shows are still you know putting budgets together it's like i'm having believe it or not a hard time trying mm-hmm. to find just a gig here and there for a, a two-day shoot or a hunt like there's no hunting going on right now unless you go to texas for axis deer and there's nothing right. else going to happen until August when Utah opens up. Yep. You know, so it's like I'm just trying to stay on the radar and say, hey, I'm doing this again. I'm I'm up on contract, just freelancing.
0: Yeah, it's a crazy so it's, world we live in right now, a, though. Yeah, weird. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't think you're the only guy, though, like in any industry. I think it's just tough right now, tough sledding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, So. It is. I'm taking over the show right now. No, no, no that's good. good. I,
2: I mean, I think leveraging social media and your network is. I mean, I didn't know about film schools until three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I did not know that they were a thing. Yep. Where you could go for a yeah. weekend or whatever it was, and I think the one that I went to was a thousand dollars. You mm-hmm. know, where you think about like college tuition, you're. you're I'm still way paying up for there. it. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, at, well, at that's, that point, it's funny
1: you bring that up. It's funny you bring that up because those are like. That's a, um, a casualty, I guess, if you want to call it that. Like, Aaron, you chose to go to school for it, and you knew yep. that was what you're going to be paying for. I went to school for something totally different, and now here I am, not even using that degree, really. You know, and I'm I picked up a camera, and now I'm paying back that student loan,
2: you right. know, degree yeah. that I
1: didn't even get a job as a result of. For sure, yeah.
2: it's almost like a like a trade school type thing yeah you know where yeah that's goes what i was for, gonna say yep.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah you yeah like a niche that yeah. you know yeah
1: yeah yeah for sure and it's i think one thing we're gonna see too is like just the way instagram has influenced companies so you have like these these quote-unquote influencers like who are actually just specific individuals mm-hmm. right i think that i think that puts a lot of value on on a person versus a show or a brand you know like you're going to see yeah. sponsorship dollars kind of break up and kind of be reallocated, I think, in the very yeah. near future. I mean, it's already yeah, happening. I agree.
0: It's, it's, the shift's already happening, Lyle, like you said.
1: Yeah. Yep. You're going to see those companies investing in individuals who can bring the value that a show used to, you know, for a fraction of the cost. Yeah. yeah. Definitely.
2: That's all about numbers, too. Oh, we it is. go down that rabbit hole. But no, it's
1: we don't want numbers. to go down the rabbit hole. Cause <laughs> 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 I could yeah. talk for a long time on that. And I
2: don't want to. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess the one that, you know, I I was new to this probably three years ago. Had no idea. I was running my mom's Sony Handycam. That was the very first thing that I had. Um, But looking to get into it, and it's funny, Justin, I actually, the first camera I bought was a 70D. Still have it. So it's a great camera. It we is a it great camera. You used it the other camera. day with us. Yep. Um, but I think the one thing when I was looking to get into it that I was searching a lot was like a camera setup up for under a thousand dollars or a thousand dollars, which I, you know, I think a lot of people looking to get into it, especially if you're like, Oh, I, I might want to take this a step beyond just, you know, running out behind the house, filming a buddy. and want to put something kind of cool together. You're looking yep. at probably 500 to a thousand dollars. Yeah.
0: Um, and this question, you can, I mean, there's so much gear out there. and So much. I guess, okay, I'm going to say a couple things. In my opinion.
2: Wait, let me tie that in with one other thing. Okay. Because then you can say yes or no to this and then elaborate after that is, what do you feel about the kits on Amazon? Or any like Walmart where, you know, you get a camera, you get, two to three lenses, whatever. And then there's a lot of those are, are hover right there from yep. 900 to $1,200. So I guess maybe two separate questions, but elaborate on what would you go with a kit or would you do research, build your own kit? And then from there, where do you go when it comes to um, All right, I have about a thousand dollars to spend?
0: Okay. So the best way I could put this is if um, in my opinion, and I'm not going to speak for Justin here, you can, I'll let you take the floor after this, but in my opinion, you got to figure out what you want to do with it. If it's just going to be like, you've got a nine to five and you're doing this on the side, like I'm sure, unless you just have moldy money, I mean, I think a kit's a good way to go. You know, my first SLR was a Canon 60D with a kit lens and stuff like that. And I was very effective with it, but, um, you know, if if you're gonna go that route, like, I would definitely maybe look at the kit because it's a one-stop shop. You know, um, but if you're like doing like gonna try to do this a little more serious, and you know, you could still have a nine to five, definitely, but you want it to be a little more. Um, you're trying to build a YouTube page. Trying to something. build a YouTube cha- page, and you're trying to be good, um, and be good like visually, and obviously storytelling that comes, but. Uh, I would definitely build your own kit, like, uh, and spend a little bit more money, maybe. The thing is, is, it doesn't matter what kind of camera setup you have. If you can't tell a story, then you're kind of turning your own wheels. Like, in my opinion, if, you, if you're if yeah. you just going out there and pointing and shooting, I mean, you're really not doing anything. Like, you need to figure out how to tell that story so the viewer, you bring that viewer in to that world, and you want that viewer to sit there and act like, and make it feel like he's sitting right next to you in a tree stand or wherever you're at. Um, so like you could take a $200 Han- Sony Handycam, like I could and probably, or you could, and you could tell a better story than me than with my fricking Sony FS7 that's 13, 14, 15 grand, you know? And yeah, mine's going to probably look a little better, but if your story's right there, I'm, people are probably going to be more opt, I would say, to watch yours than mine. Mm-hmm.
1: So, well, I mean, look at, look at the success of a lot of the YouTubers. That's exactly why they have the following they do yeah they don't have the fs7s you know they're yep. they're shooting on nx80s yeah like old old stuff and it's just it's vlog style it's like you said it's a different figure out what you're going to do with it like what what's the purpose yeah that's the biggest
0: yeah and i'll tell you one example i don't know if anybody listening this isn't like hunting related but i i watch a lot of this guy on YouTube, his name is the Millennial Farmer. He's from Minnesota. He's a farmer. He's a cash crop farmer. And all he uses is, um, what's that? I forgot the name of that. Canon uh, vlog camera. Justin, what is that Canon vlog camera? The R that they just came out? With? It, it's not the new one. Okay. Oh, I, can't, I don't know. It's, it's the one with it's the okay. screen that flips up above it, and it's yeah. it's strictly for vlogging. You know, it's a little DSLR. Yep. He uses that in GoPros, and the numbers that this guy gets it's a it's a vlog. He's Mm -hmm. just doing a vlog. It's unbelievable. There's not there's nothing fancy. The fancy he gets is a time lapse. Seriously. Like he's he's (laughs) a farmer, you know? And that's nothing against him. But I get sucked in I'm not a farmer. I get sucked into watching him all the time and his numbers. In in the first three hours he puts a video out, he'll have over three hundred thousand views on it. You know, it's just ridiculous. But I guess that would be my to wrap up my point is like figure out what you want to do. There's nothing wrong with a There's nothing wrong with a $500 Sony handycam. It just depends on if you want to eventually have an XLR shotgun mic or a wireless mic to event. Like if you only have a certain budget, maybe start with a camera within that budget, knowing that you're gonna grow, but let that camera grow with you. Like make sure you have like. XLR ports or audio ports that you can eventually put stuff on it Mm -hmm. instead of like buying something that you can't put the extras on. And then you're kind of stuck to buying another camera again, somewhere down the road. Okay. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, what do you got?
1: No, I would answer that in a very similar, similar way. It's identify the purpose that you, you're buying the camera for. Like if you just want to play around and try to film your own hunts, then I mean, Handicam all the way, um, in my opinion. Something with autofocus, just because yep. for as much self filming as I do, um, that's one thing I really rely on. Which is, it goes against everything that we're taught. You know, when we're running camera on someone else, like when you can control all those things. But self filming, I I use autofocus all the time. Um, yeah. So something yeah. with autofocus, yeah. and then don't cheap out on um audio if, if you're gonna yeah. get the like a handy cam thing just get a little 200 dollar um, shotgun mic like uh, the one i had i started was a sennheiser the mke 200 and it's 200 bucks on amazon and it, it's night and day difference on any camera even on dslr mirrorless but um as far as you know looking at kits goes um my 70D was a kit, like I said, from from Best Buy, and it came with a kit lens. Um, suited me just fine when I when I got it for what I was doing with it, and I mean I'm still using it. I have a different lens now, and I mean I still use a 70D every time I go out. But um it's one of those things, like you said, you can grow with it. Um, yep. The biggest thing you're going to see to improve quality is, in my opinion, is going to be your lenses. No matter what camera you buy, if it's if, if your camera can take a lens, you know, if you can change lenses out, your handy cams aren't going to do that, obviously, but um, you're not going to have those XLR imports for uh, for wireless audio on any of that stuff. But to stay within that 1000 to $1,200 range, uh, handy cam with a shotgun mic or a DSLR with a shotgun mic. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think even like the 80D right now, it's a. F- uh i don't is the 80d full frame I don't, I don't even remember but either way it's uh i think that's like 800 bucks right now 900 bucks just because just the body yeah i think there's yep. some stuff that's come out since then and it's it's pretty i mean i i, I want to say it's affordable i don't know what what people yeah. consider affordable but for the money it's, it's a, a great camera
0: yeah, and to go further, if anybody's wondering, like, what we talk about, just the body. Like, when an SLR camera, a DSLR, you, you buy a body, and then you buy lenses to attach to that. So when we say just the body, that's with no lenses. Um, and I will it's put not this... Even
2: funct- I mean, it is functionable. It's functional, ke- but you couldn't take a picture no, with no. just the body. Right,
0: exactly. So To to kind of put this to rest, my last thing I would say is, like me if i was getting into it let's say like i i don't i don't have the career i do but if i'm getting into it knowing i do a little research but i would definitely lean towards getting a dslr mm-hmm. because it's the most versatile camera i think you can take pictures with it and you can take really good video um and the yeah. way sony the sony mirrorless cameras they have now the a72 the a73 the a 7R3, you know, stuff like that. Those are solid, solid, solid cameras. They're small, compact. Mm-hmm. Can take a beating, good audio, and that's a camera that you can grow with mm-hmm. and you can
2: buy extras yeah. for it. Um give me two lenses then. So you're buying a Sony. You're you're going to be my whitetail hunter okay. and Justin's going to be my western hunter for this. Okay. So you just picked your body, which was uh,
0: if I'm going to pick if I'm going to pick a body, I'm going to go If we're just strictly calling, talking about DSLRs, yep, you're just white. I'm gonna go with an A7, S3, Mm -hmm. okay, Um, and I'm gonna get. I only get two lenses. Yep, I'm going to get a 16 to 35. Mm -hmm. so that means i mean for everybody out there listening a 16 millimeter is a really it's a pretty wide angle lens um it'll go from 16 all the way up to 35 millimeter and then i'm either going to get a 70 to 200 Mm -hmm. that's going to be a 2.8 lens an f2.8 so i can get my f-stop down um i know i'm probably talking over a lot of people right now but your f-stop is like the lower the number the more blurred your background will be, yep. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yep. The higher your number, so you get up to the six, seven, eight, nine, tens, the more everything's going to be in focus. So yep. I want that like depth of field. I want it to be blurry, and you let in more light. With the you it, let in more light. Yep. And then um, so I'm going to go 16 to 35 or a 70 to 200, and I'm going to roll with that. Okay. and uh probably a 128 gig card with a shotgun mic shotgun mic and then i if i'm just filming myself i would probably just run shotgun mic i don't even know if i'd use a lav mic but okay um i'm to the point where if i'm going to film myself i want to be like quick and i want to be like i don't want a whole bunch of shit all hanging around yep. so if i can be effective with just a shotgun that's how i'm going to do it i'm going to I'm going to vlog my storylines with my 16 to 35 lens. And then my 7,200 lens is going to be my in the stand, in the stand lens. Yep. Okay. And then I would, I would run a GoPro. I would get a GoPro for a POV, just a, just a bail shot yep. in the tree. So that's what I'd run. But Justin, you probably might have something totally different for Western
1: hunting. Uh, yeah. Are you asking if I was to be filming myself or if I was going to film someone else?
2: Um, Western, let's say you're filming someone else, maybe yeah, you're, it's you and a, you and a buddy, whether you're mule deer, bear,
1: elk, whatever it is. Okay. Um, honestly, I would need to break that down a little farther and say, is it archery or a rifle hunt? Just because there's, Yep. <laughs> yep. That does to, to compare sense, that yep. to a white, to compare that to a white tail hunt, yep. you got two different options there. Let's say it's a uh, bow hunting. If it's a bow hunt, all right. Yep. Um, I would go with probably the the A seven three body as well, uh, or some a Sony mirrorless. I would run uh, with the lens. It'd be twenty four to seventy, and probably a one hundred to four hundred lens. Um, okay. Just because I know I can get away with just shotgun audio on that. Um, that's what I currently run right now. It's an, it's a, it's an a seven R three, but, um, I know with that 24 to 70 lens at 24 millimeters, I'm close enough to someone to interview them and still get good quality audio off that shotgun without having to run wireless. Mm -hmm. And it's a good, it's a good camera to be running. Like if you're, you know, stalking, or if you're, you know, if, if it's not the kill shot, if you have time to set up and throw that one to four on there, Um, that's what I'd prefer to shoot with on a kill shot in a scenario like that where, you know, Hunter's probably going to say, hang back. I'm going to go in for the final approach, throw the one to four on. And it's just him. You're, you're far enough back and you add that depth of field. So you can, you pull focus on the hunter, pull focus on the animal. Like you get that over the shoulder feeling, but you're obviously 40, 50 yards behind him or her, um, Probably on a monopod. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dick around with a tripod. All the extra weight. I'd um, run on a monopod. Probably carbon fiber again for weight purposes. Yeah, um, Manfrotto makes a really good I'm, one too. I made
0: that mistake.
1: Yeah,
2: early. That's one of the mistakes I made early yeah. on. Is I bought a Manfrotto and it was not carbon fiber. Heavy.
1: I sold it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's gone. Now. Yeah, I wish, Into- I wish that. I wish somebody would make one with like a detachable leg and just use the leg as a monopod. Like I know they have that neck in the middle that you can unscrew and you can use that as a monopod, but it's only, I don't know, 20 inches tall. Yeah. But do they you do get ones that have do where they? Like the whole yeah. leg comes off.
2: Yep. It's a newer, I think N E E W E R okay. and it's yeah, carbon fiber. Brand. It's cheap, but is that the one you have? Yeah. Yeah. It works good though. It's actually pretty sweet yeah. for that. So yeah, have to look for that.
0: Well, and to go back to on the lenses, I would, cause it's a Sony camera and Justin, you're probably gonna be the same way with this. Since it's a Sony camera, I would be getting Sony G series lenses. And the reason being is because you can run autofocus with those lenses. Now, if you were to get like a Canon 16 to 35, you would have to get what you call a Metabones and that's an adapter to make it compatible with the Sony and it, I mean, it works, but it like you don't get autofocus, and it's just kind of it's more cost. So I would, sh- if you're gonna go Sony camera, go with the Sony G series lenses. So yeah, that's to further that
1: it makes all the difference. I mean, I won't go too far down the hole here, but I'm going in two weeks. I'm going to our friends out at America's Best Bowstrings to do a a two day shoot with them, and I uh, I. I delve in and I uh, I rented a couple cine lenses for the shoot. I mean that's one sure. thing. Any any camera you get, you can put whatever lens on you want. You always have the option to to pick within a range of quality lenses. Um, it's just nice to know that you have the option to interchange that stuff.
0: Yeah, and you're talking about the same America's Best Bowstring that we're running a code for, right? Like that code if you go to and type yep. in. Uh it's Humanimal. Humanimal 20 at checkout you get uh, 10% <laughs> off. So you're talking about that American best America's best baseball strings, right? Okay. Yeah. Yep, just want to make that's sure. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, just wanted to make <laughs> yep, sure. Yep. Go not, use that code. not the other one.
2: Yeah, yeah. not that. One <laughs> One thing too before we're completely done with that one in in Justin's scenario. I th- I think you would probably put a a lav too, correct? If especially if that hunter is going to drop in front of you, you're going to drop back. You still want to catch some audio
1: yeah, um honestly, for the sake of the batteries, the extra weight of the batteries and the range you have to maintain, I've actually I, I probably wouldn't go live on the camera just because then you've got to have the you've got to have the XLR import, you know that audio box to mount on the camera now you you've got a rig that's got a bunch of extra stuff on it. it's heavier. Um, what I've started doing is I'll run an audio recorder like an h1 an H1N mm-hmm. with a lav on it, throw like a a 128-gig card in there. You can record the entire week's audio off that Hunter on a 128-gig card, take two wow. AA batteries, and throw it on the backside of his bino harness. And then when you go to edit, you sync everything up. I mean, it's a little more work in post to find the clips and get them in the right place, but you've got good quality audio. It's a second channel. You can mix them. You can fill them, whatever you got to do, and it keeps the weight out of your hands, and in your backpack without that's having a, to carry all the extra gear. That's a good tip. A true
2: pro tip right that there, a, everybody. That is a pro tip right H1. there. H1.
1: yep yep That's great. Yeah, that H1, is it's so small. It's, it's all plastic. It's one channel, and it's a single AA battery, I think. Yeah.
0: I like that idea.
2: I do yep, like that's... that. I think one thing that I would just reiterate that you guys have already touched on through both of those scenarios that i've kind of picked up on too is invest initially in your audio and your glass like Mm -hmm. if you have money don't cheap out on those two
1: yep so yeah if you can swing it that's that'll make all the difference in getting the next job that'll yeah that'll that'll separate you from other people audio and glass
2: and they transfer Yep. most times yep. you can always take your glass and your audio with you if yep. you upgrade to yeah if, if
0: you buy all these g series sony lenses if you end up getting a 5d mark 4 mark 3 or whatever you can use those lenses with a, or if you get like a let's say you have canon lenses and mm-hmm. you have a sony fs7 you can get a Meta Bones or a speed booster and if you get the right mount you know an ef to an e or something like that like you can run those lenses still it's not like you're buying new lenses mm-hmm. so yeah yeah great
1: okay i found um, that tripod that's a that's nice 70 bucks for that tripod and the whole leg comes off the ball head go. attaches to the top of it that's sweet i like ball head yeah yeah ball heads are nice
2: <laughs> 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 um you guys have touched on a few of these questions actually without having to ask them so that's great um here's a good one one piece of gear you wish you had bought early on and one or wait one piece of gear you wish you hadn't bought okay and then one that you wish you'd gotten sooner and this Mm. can can be anything for for the camera or like a camera accessory for transportation anything like that
1: man yeah i i know it i I know my answer okay you go because i'm i'm racking my brain Alright, so my, when I first started buying more stuff after my 7 D, I got a Sony uh, AX, I think it was an AX1, it was like the first prosumer uh, 4K camera, just NX style camera, you know, it had, <clears throat> excuse me, it had your focus, your uh, focus zoom and shutter speed up and up behind the lens, kind of like the, the PMW 200 or 300, and uh this camera's not that big at all. It's like it was a little longer than like the width of a laptop. But uh I was like, Yep, four thousand dollar camera, I gotta have a badass tripod. I don't need it falling over and I I bought like not like the biggest tripod I could find, but I got one way bigger than I needed, to put it that way. <laughs> it's all it's carbon fiber, but my God, it was it was like seven hundred dollars just for the tripod and I was like I wish I never got this stupid thing. I mean, I still have <laughs> it, but it's – I've humped that thing through the breaks of South Dakota and, like, on every whitetail shoot, like, it it takes up so much space in the Pelican case that I pack with, you know, when I check a bag, and it's like – the tripod alone, I, I bet, weighs probably, I don't know, seven, six, seven pounds, and you throw a 502 head in there with it, and it's like – before you put the camera on there, the thing weighs 12 pounds. I'm like, this is stupid. So I wish I never bought that giant tripod. Um, We're on the same page I, there. <laughs> yeah, something I wish I had gotten sooner, and I actually still don't have this. Is a uh, a monitor like a small the small HD mm-hmm. monitors to run on yep. a on a mirrorless or on a like on a full frame camera? It's just key. To see a you gotta screen. have that. Yeah. Yep. That that that's my wish I would have got it sooner because I still don't have one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so for me, one thing that I wish I had not bought would be a 24 to 70 lens. Really? And Justin's probably overthinking like what why the fuck not? <laughs> um 24 to 70 lens I used a ton to start. But but then I figured out they have a twenty four to one thirty five.
2: One thirty five?
0: Yeah. So or no, twenty four to one oh five. Sorry, not one thirty five. One hundred five. I'm sorry. So then I'm like, okay, to me this twenty four to seventy is like obsolete. Like I can't zoom in, like I still get the twenty four millimeter out of it, yep. but I can actually zoom in a little farther with this lens. So I found that the twenty four to one oh five is a little more versatile. And I felt like the twenty-four to seventy. Like I don't. I haven't used a twenty-four to seventy in years now. Mm-hmm. Like it just. To me, it's. I don't know. It's right it's, in the middle. It's right in the middle ground where it's like uh, yeah. you're. I feel like you're in limbo. You're like in that no man space. Like, you put a twenty-four to seventy on, it's like man, I need to zoom in. It's like ooh, you know, I, yeah. I can't get where I want to. Twenty-four to f- one hundred five gets you a little bit farther. Mm-hmm. So that would be probably something I wouldn't have bought, something I would have bought sooner, and this is going to be weird, and people are going to be like, well, that's stupid, but a lens cloth. Oh. Okay, so I would have have bought a lens cloth, like, (laughs) you know, a lot of people just use like their shirt or whatever, and uh, guilty, I've done it a lot, but literally go and buy like a $3 lens cloth and keep it in your pocket. I keep one in my pocket almost every day of my life, because... I mean, with those mirrorless cameras, Justin, you probably know too, is like when you're switching lenses, like on the inside of those mirrorless cameras, dirt gets on those so quick that, like, when you're shooting, you can't realize there's specs on, like, basically the sensor. They're on the sensor. Okay. You get back in yeah. post and you got all these, like, little black, li- and it's like, what the fuck? Like, it, yeah. and it's ruined, you know? And it's like, God dang it, you know? So I'm constantly, train yourself all the time. To, and to to further that, get some compressed air from, like, staples or something like that, just to blow out your lenses. you got to get those two things. And train yourself to use them all the time. That's a One good tip. Mind.
1: Yeah. it's. I went to uh, – my, my lens cloth story is from British Columbia. I went to film a bear hunt up there a few years ago, and I was just like, holy cow, like, that's pretty Pacific. I mean, it's, it's yeah. up there right above. Yeah. yeah. So I was like – and I, I think I went and bought, like, seven or eight lens cloths. Like, I went to the optometrist at Walmart, and I just bought all the ones <laughs> I had, you know, for cleaning your glasses. And I was like, I need because I'm going to have to keep these things. I'm going to have to keep a pocket full of dry ones and a pocket full of wet ones because it's going to be raining every freaking day. And it's like yep. – it's just one of those things. It's like you, you you go on a backcountry hunt, and you're worried about how how am I going to charge batteries. And I'm going yeah. to British Columbia thinking – how am I going to keep these lens cloths dry? How am I going to keep the <laughs> lens clean? Yep, that's a good way of thinking, though. You got to think about
0: that yep. stuff has little,
1: little things yep, you got to think about. Uh, I'll tell you what else screwed me, and, and this is—I don't mean to get off topic too far, but I went on a shoot one time and I forgot my my card reader for the camera I had, and they, it was that AX one, and there are those XQD cards. Oh um, yeah, and I was like. Son of a bitch! No, the AX one; those are S by SS, aren't they? No, Nope. these were these were SQDs. Um, oh, were they? Yep. And I, I don't even think there's very many cameras that still use them. They kind of phased in and out real quick. But long story short, I was on a shoot and I ran out of. I knew I was going to run out of memory, and I ended up paying like 450 bucks for one from some po dunk video shop in houston texas that cost me like another hundred dollars for overnight shipping so i was like never never made that mistake again yeah Yeah.
2: that's a painful painfully expensive one
1: yep it is yeah
2: do what you gotta do though though.
1: yep that came right off the top of the the profit margin (laughs) (laughs) margin got a little slimmer (laughs) kept
2: a happy client though they probably never knew did they
0: yeah no
2: no, nope. yeah. I'll tell
0: you a story. <laughs> okay, one that I'm not proud of. This is this has been in the vault. Nobody knows about this. Oh boy. I back in my wedding shooting days a long time ago. I was shooting a wedding, okay? I had a guy helping me, okay? And shot the whole wedding and everything. Had at after the wedding was over, had a few too many beers to drink and uh Get back the next couple of days to to edit it, missing camera two. Can't find his angle. I mean. Can't find the card. And I'm like, son of a bitch, what am I going to do, you know? Yep. So I go through all the footage, and I'm like, well, luckily it was camera B, you know, my, my side camera. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to go to the grave with me. Like, you know? Never told the client nothing. They had no idea. Loved it. it. was the best thing they ever seen. And I'm like, oh, my God. I dodged <laughs> a bullet there, you know. Thank God it wasn't the card that was the first look or anything like that, yeah. you know. And, oh. Right. So I dodged a bullet. So you to yeah.
2: find out what happened to it. Um, yeah, that's
1: why I, I, I don't weddings know. Are great. Weddings are great for fast cash, and we, it's the one day that someone's life they're willing to pay for everything they want. Regardless of how much it costs, but Yeah. It's just so much pressure to to film a wedding. And my God, is there is there usually like you know, two hundred gigs of footage. Oh, so much footage. Ugh.
2: And so long. So long. I've photographed like two and it's like a fourteen hour day.
0: And then you get like a full Catholic Mass and you're like oh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Great.
2: Yeah. Well, we are running a little bit low on time, it looks like, but I wanted to see if there's just off the top of your head any other quick hitter tips, tricks, just knowledge based on cameras that you would throw out there. Like a, I mean, I'm going to throw this at like a cotton carrier, a peak design that, you know, hold your camera to your backpack or your chest or whatever when you're running around. It can be it can be anything, burlap on your camera during turkey season while you're That's running a must. around. You know, yep, that type yep. of stuff that, I mean, they can be quick fire, but.
0: Um, let's see here. Burlap definitely during turkey season on your tripod and your camera or a ghillie suit, something, is a must. Like, it is. I've done it with and without. We're definitely more successful with the burlap. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. Try to go lean and mean but have the best quality you can. Like, try to, try to get the best of both worlds. Um, yeah. And if you, okay, my biggest, my biggest thing to tell everybody is if you ever have that thought, like, I wonder if I should get that shot, you should get that shot. Like if you're ever thinking like, okay, that squirrel's dancing around on the ground. If you're like, eh, that'd be a cool shot. Get the shot. Yeah. Um, Yep. Always, you know, err on the side of that. And uh, B-roll, 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 B-roll. When the best thing I can say is like when you're out hunting, wherever try to put that viewer in the same area you are you know what i mean i want whenever i'm filming i want people to think fall that's mm-hmm. why this podcast is called the fall podcast the fall is my favorite time of year so what's happening in the fall the leaves are changing you know whenever you're hunting there's always you know barbed wire old fence cattle fences and gates and like that stuff to me screams fall mm-hmm. like film a shitload of fall stuff and always film it in threes Tight, medium wide. Get three shots of each. Try to um, Tight, medium and yeah. wide because you'll use them at different, f- compose them different, frame them different. You can use them for. I mean, I won't be, I won't lie to you. I've used shots that are from Ohio in Kansas for B-roll. You know, because we didn't have, yeah. we we're a little thin on Kansas B-roll. Nobody knows the difference, but you shot that stuff in Ohio. Looks the same. If you stick with the fall, dirt roads, muddy roads, buggies, muddy tires, stuff like that, it's all screams fall. Put that viewer exactly where you want to put them. Yep, that'd be yep. my biggest. That's
2: a good one.
1: I always equate B-roll to say I, I say it's the glue that sticks the story together because without yep. those connections, you, you know, it's without making those connections, you have jump cuts. You have a vlog, and it's yep, it's it's so hard. You, you just pigeonhole yourself without it.
0: And jump cuts are fine, too, but there's a time and place for them, you know? Yep. yep. And B-roll helps out with transitions from one point to another. And, I, and I, I'm going to go to a, an example that a lot of people probably know. A lot of people have probably seen Duck Dynasty. When I started watching Duck Dynasty way back when, their aerial transition shots, when you really step back, like, as a viewer, you're watching, you don't you're – you're like, okay, this is just a good show. It's like – you're not realizing it, but they're aerial transition shots. So Duck Dynasty is still running reruns. Like, go find them. What I'm talking about is look at when they go from, like, you know, Phil's house to Willie's house or something or the golf course. Their majority are going to do an a, a aerial shot or, like, a time lapse, a speed ramp or something. Um Getting you showing the viewer that time is passing, okay. Mm-hmm. You're going from the golf course, and they're kind of making you think that Willie's golfing as Miss K is b- baking cookies, okay. You know, but like, yep, transition shots from point A to point B. Um, think of those transitions are huge. Like, you can do a lot That's... in post with like audio transitions that helps you get from point A to point B. I hardly ever use cross dissolves when I'm editing, unless I'm trying to show passing of time. If, if you know, if we're on an elk hunt and the last time I hit record was at 9 a.m. and I want people to think, you know, we killed this bull at, you know, five o'clock that afternoon, and maybe that's how it happened. If I don't have a good enough transition, I will put those two together, those clips together, and then put a cross dissolve, and I'll expand the frames that cross off so it's a little longer, maybe, and that just shows yeah. time passing of time so b-roll transitions you know make sure you got you don't have to do aerials either i mean duck dynasty uses they use like i've seen one where they set up the camera time lapse on the muffins in the in the in the oven and as they grew as they got you know were cooked like they just speed ramped that up and it was like and then they did like a little sound thing and it was like okay we're at miss K's now
2: yeah it's like you're establishing shots. yeah it's exactly you're establishing shots yeah Yeah.
0: um so think of that stuff too
1: yeah, I, I think to throw a couple things in from my point of view, it would be uh, – I think something that's often overlooked is a good pack, like a good way to get your gear in and out, whether it's a mm-hmm. spot and stalk cone or just going to a tree stand, um, something that's, that carries all your gear. You know, In my experience, the bigger the bag, the more shit you take that you don't need. The bag just gets heavier. Yep. Find out what you can take that gets all the essentials, checks all the boxes – find a pouch for fresh batteries, for dead batteries, for lenses, for, you know, whatever, everything. You're Even like with me, tree stand and sticks, um, a muddy tree arm, you know, both pieces of the tree arm, the ratchet strap, I'm taking all that stuff in almost every time. So it's like have a system, practice your setup. A a good backpack is going to be key in in being efficient with that. And it's also going to be the same pack you're probably going to use if you go film something that's you know, a Western style hunt where it's more spot and stock, but, um, yeah. I like that practice aspect.
2: I mean, do it, like do it before you have to do it. Yes. It it takes nothing to go out (laughs) on your back deck or whatever, pack your pack with all your stuff and walk with it for 50 yards, turn around and go, okay, that's, that fits or that's good.
1: Yep. Yeah. And once you figure out like, you know, the systematic placement of all those things, like what do you do first? How do you I mean, you're working most of the time in a whitetail setup, you're working off the seat of your tree stand. And that that's mm-hmm. your that's your desk to get everything figured out, you know. Like figure out what piece to put on first and how to do all that. And then go do it in the dark. Because that's really what's gonna happen. Try yeah. doing it in the dark. Quiet. Sweating your ass off while your hunter's <laughs> saying Jesus Christ, you fucking, you're you so fucking loud. Like, yeah. this is stupid, blah, blah, blah. You, know, you, good? Like, <laughs> you good? Yeah, you good? No, almost. I got to ratchet, ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> and just get prepared to prepare yourself mentally to uh, to take a tongue lashing. You got to have some thick skin. I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> and you got to be able to take constructive criticism.
1: Yeah. Yes, and that's... I think that's probably the biggest and most important lesson I learned is check your ego so at the door. <laughs> it's not just, yeah, it's not like leave your ego behind, but like you, you've got to be willing to accept someone else's point of view on maybe how to do something better. If they're trying to actually help you or else be deliver what a customer wants, whether or not you agree with it or not. I mean, if they're, if they're handing you the cash, you you do what they want. doesn't matter. Like, you can tell them why it might be a bad idea, or try to discuss it and talk them out. But you've got to another be able good to point. Adapt. You've exactly. got to be able to adapt to give people what they want.
0: That's another good point too. The customer is always right. Remember that <laughs> yeah. the customer, the client, is always right. So, yep, yep, yeah. Words of wisdom. <laughs> Words of wisdom. The
2: For B sure. the B roll thing is huge, and yeah. then the, the other part about ju- like what just I think my first time last year when it was my first time professionally filming in a tree, I hit record twice, and they were both they were both on deer. So uh, <laughs> do not do what you I double,
1: did. Double punched. <laughs> double. Punch. I didn't
2: double punch. It was just oh. two separate deer. No B roll besides you. that. So
1: yeah. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: Not- uh, the hunter said one thing. He had a, a booner in front of him, and, and Keegan saw another buck, and he was filming the other one. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: I had the tree arm up to my nipples. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's what That's, that's what I'm talking about, too, too. <laughs> is that run through. Like, yeah. practice it. You yeah. know? You go in your that's...
0: backyard, set up a tree stand, and if you can use a camera arm, use it every time. Every time. Every time if you yep. can use it. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. And those Absolutely. little cranks, too. Like uh, like you have the yep. the hawk little, I mean they're bow hangers. Mm-hmm. Take take a few of them with you because they are helpful for yep screwing in. Throw your pack on there right away. Like Justin said, your your seat of your tree stand is your desk, so you might yep. as well put a place to hang your backpack. Grab stuff, you know. It just yep it's helpful. Yep, that's
1: mm-hmm. it. It is for sure. I mean, even when I'm when I'm all set up it's, you know said and done i hang my backpack up like if i'm on public land in iowa we, we can't screw into the trees so i just mm-hmm. pack an extra stick with me and i'll i'll strap the stick on up there and that's i'll use the the steps as hangers i'll just i'll put the backpack on idea. one i'll put my grunt tube i'll i have a little a little loop on my quiver i hang my arrows up and it's you got to find ways to to get what you want yep. you it work
0: well, cool. We're uh, we're rolling up on time here. Say we uh, shut this one down, it, it did. It did. We're fifty six minutes into it right now, and well, probably not that long. I think we bullshitted a little bit before we hit record, but um, yeah. but yeah, that was good. Good questions, by the way, Keegan. That was it was good. I like this one. Probably should do some more about it, but I mean, thing is, we could do this till we're blue in the face. We need questions from right. people yeah. like specific. Seriously. Let's get specific with it. You yeah. know.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm gonna say one last thing. Sorry, I'm not gonna. We don't gotta talk about this for too long. I would tell anyone listening, if you're considering buying a camera, um, buy something that shoots 4K. Always shoot 4K if possible. You're gonna. You're gonna pay for more storage. Like you're gonna need a bigger card. But if you're gonna get into editing, or if you want the footage to get worked with at some point, do everybody a favor and go for 4K.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah. It's, it just gives you more flexibility,
1: you know. Yeah. 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 You'll, you'll definitely get a 1080 camera a lot cheaper, but, again, it just depends on your needs and what the purpose is. But I would suggest well, and a lot, 4K.
0: And a lot of people are probably thinking, too, like, well, we don't broadcast it in 4K on TV or YouTube or something like that. Like, I get that. You're going to be exporting it as a 1080, you know, project. But the good thing about 4K is going back to the lenses I was talking about, if you have a twenty-four to seventy, let's say that deer is out there, whatever, too far, and you're zoomed in on the seventy millimeter, you can push in a little farther with the four K to get you a little closer. In post, in post, yep, 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 and not a lot lose of that quality, yeah, the 4K. yep, and you don't lose a ton of quality. So yes, I definitely agree
1: with that. So. All right. That's the last thing I'll say. Sorry. <laughs> all right.
0: Well, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up just by saying thank you to everybody for, you know, the support and all the downloads. And please go to iTunes and leave a five star rating and leave some feedback. Bring us your questions about filming or anything. It'd be great. And Keegan, thanks for hosting, man.
2: Hey, thanks for having me again. No yeah, problem,
0: thank you, Keegan. Guys, don't forget next week we'll be right back here on the Fall Podcast. See you later.